If you want to know how having a serious yoga practice transformed me from non-athlete to running super fast, you don't want to miss today's show. This is the Lucy Beatrix Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. On my show, I cover all kinds of topics from what I learned in my past life as a magazine cover girl to my life now as a competitive athlete chasing big dreams as I go after an Olympic trials qualifying time in the marathon for 2024. But if you know anything about my story, you know that my transition into running was not linear or conventional by any means. And of all things, I accredit my yoga practice to getting me to where I am now. So today I'm going to be sharing with you guys the things about having that yoga practice that got me fast and I think everyone could benefit from if you're working on your own running or training or just enriching your quality of life. So stick around. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the show and coming back. Um, Your listens and downloads mean a lot to me. Today I'm going to be talking about my yoga practice and how that set the stage for becoming the athlete that I am today. Um, So if you know a little bit about my past, you know I was not a runner. Nothing close to being a runner. In fact, I skipped PE. I walked the mile run in high school. I never played any sports. And yeah, that stuff just didn't really interest me. And it was only until I was living here in New York City on my own in 2007 that somebody was standing outside of the local Whole Foods in Chelsea. And actually, I I still know this person. His name is Nick Velkov. He handed me a flyer and he was like, hey, we have this yoga studio down the street. Uh, You should drop in, check it out. And uh, I I did. Later that day, I dropped into a yoga class for the very first time. And it was really the first time I'd ever committed to a a fitness class or any kind of like movement like that. And I fell in love with this form of movement. It was pretty much that day that I took this class in a heated room. It was a Hatha-styled Bikram class. And it was really hard. I didn't feel like I was really good at it, but um, I got through the class. And by the end of it, I felt amazing. I was so proud of myself. And I went back the next day and uh, the next day and basically kept going back until a few months went on. And I decided I want to do this and I want to become a yoga teacher. So... Fast forward, I started practicing at different studios around the city and got really hooked and just wanted to learn everything I possibly could about this style of movement. And so when I entered my teacher training, this was, you know, over 14 years ago, I guess, 2008, I learned so much about how yoga is not just the poses you see in a yoga class, but it's all these other things. And I think that's really important to mention because I think uh, nowadays a lot of people see yoga happening in your gym class or you see it, it just beca- it's kind of marketed more as like a fitness class. And obviously that's, that's what I thought it was in the beginning. But I learned that it is so much more than that. And those other things are what made me the athlete that I am today. And so that's what we're going to get into. So 
Number one, the number one thing that I think I learned in that yoga practice that set the stage for me becoming a competitive runner is figuring out my diet. And, you know, I have a very, very specific way of eating. I love, um, I love how my diet has kind of been this constant, constantly evolving thing that's transformed me. But that really started in the yoga room because one of the studios that I practiced at that was very, very, um, I would say not strict, but they were very uh, militant about how much your diet impacts your life because they had uh, preached the Ahimsa diet or basically a diet of nonviolence, which was basically just a very strict vegan diet. Uh, I learned so much about that and it, I applied it to my life. And I remember with how much yoga I was doing, which was two to three classes a day and um, you know, really putting my body through the test with yoga, I wanted to eat in a way that would fuel that and make me feel the best. And I noticed with trial and error, eating greasy, uh, heavy animal-laden foods didn't make me feel good. And I didn't feel like I could flip upside down into scorpion pose if I ate that way. So naturally, um, I started eating this Ahimsa diet, which is basically just a lot of plant foods and rice and grains and legumes and nuts and seeds, but mostly plants. Um, That made me feel the best and it elevated my entire being. And so I adopted that pretty much mostly plant-based diet. And that was number one. And that was way before I ever took a stride or became a runner. I was starting to eat this way. And my body transformed. It literally turned into a different body. And a lot of the ailments that I had um, that I personally had with like digestion issues or just how I felt in general with like sluggishness and all of that seemed to uh, go away. And I know a lot of people are going to go, oh, that's like, you know, that's pseudoscience. That's very woo woo. This idea that a vegan diet heals people. Um, But for me, it really, really, really resonated and really worked. And I felt a million times better, if not like a completely different person when I started eating this whole food plant-based diet, which I learned about at this studio, Jiva Mukti. So yeah, I mean, that was number one. Getting my diet in a place that made my body feel good enough to practice as much yoga as I did. Um, because I have basically kept that diet all the way through through till now, where that's still that's what that's how I eat. So it's kind of cool to think that that diet was the first thing to transform my body, and then that gave me the energy to want to go run really, really, really fast. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, diet, 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 diet. Number one thing that I learned through yoga that helped me become a better runner. Number two overall body awareness. So before I ever stepped foot on the mat or became a diehard yogi, I had zero body awareness. I didn't know how to do anything. I could not uh, imagine doing anything because I just never had before. I never moved my body consciously before. But with yoga, there's just so much time that you're learning every little nook and cranny of your body and learning how to move it and um, seeing progress in parts of your body. So for example, I really wanted to learn how to do Hanuman Asana, which is the splits. Um, sorry, I refer to the poses as the like Sanskrit name. Um, I guess it's called, I think it's called monkey pose. But, um, but basically, I really wanted to learn how to do the splits. This was something that I was kind of obsessed with. I don't know why. I just was like, I want to do the splits. And so every single day I did at the end of my class, at the end of my practice, I would do a little bit more 
uh, work on my splits. And by the end, I think it took me about six or seven months of this kind of work. I could do it. And it was so amazing. I was the happiest I've ever been where I just was like, oh my God, I I learned how to do this. And it was, I went from not being able to even come close to kind of good at it. And that was just such a cool thing to see the progress within my body awareness of transformation and learning how to do something and practice a little tiny bit every single day until I achieved the thing, which I think transcended to my running and learning how to go from a nine-minute mile to holding a 520 mile for a 5K or go from, you know, barely even running a nine-minute mile from like one of the first time I ever went on a run to running a 117 half, which is a sub six-minute mile for a half marathon. So those kinds of things, like seeing the progress over time, it's pretty awesome that I saw it in yoga and then I was able to see it in running and now because I've seen that theme and that pattern, I expect it uh, as I continue to progress. So I only can see that ha- pattern continuing to happen and I go, well, if I can do this for a half marathon, maybe I can do it for a full marathon and stuff like that. I kind of like trained my mind to see this progress in uh, movement. So body awareness, that was the second thing that yoga taught me that I took to my running. Uh, The next thing is stoicism. And what I mean by that is this idea of non-attachment or not letting your emotions dictate uh, your your actions and or learning how the art of detachment, I guess I should say, or unattachment, detachment. I don't know what the word is, but you know what I'm saying. So the idea with this is, is like as a yogi and practicing these uncomfortable poses and holding uh, certain places, holding certain um, poses for extended periods of time, you learn how to get uncomfortable. And you have your teachers telling you, yeah, sit inside of this discomfort. It's going to pass, but you have to sit inside of it right now to feel that reward afterwards. Or even just with meditation, taking a seated position for an hour and uh, chanting Sanskrit, it it is like it's a very um, hard thing to do, but it teaches you to get into this flow state and um, not be attached to what your discomfort is telling you. So I say that and I think about how both with yoga and with running, this is so important for everyday practice or everyday training. And how so often I'm running and, you know, it's hard or it's boring, it's monotonous. And I'm like, yeah, but that's the whole point. And that's where you're going to like reap the fruits of your labors if you just sit inside the discomfort right now. It's basically no different to go run for an hour and be kind of just getting through the motion as it is to sit there on your knees and be chanting Sanskrit. It is it to me. It feels like the same thing, and I think that having that background of sitting there going stila sukam asanam for an hour taught me to go run for an hour and have that same monotonous uh, feeling. And honestly, I I sometimes chant. I I chant the things that I learned in yoga um, while I'm running, and I think it's kind of interesting how it's interchangeable. Even in races, some of those mantras have come up, and I'll just start chanting it in the middle of a race just to have that that constant driving force or that reminder of non-attachment. 
So yeah, I think that was, that's a big thing that has carried on through me from my yoga practice to my running. Um, so the next one is obviously mindfulness. And the whole point of yoga is to tie your breath to your movement. Yoke, yoke, yoking the breath to the movement. Yoga means yoke. And I definitely think that that mindfulness is everything for training. Because when you're inside of this discomfort or like I said, the monotony or just the grind of every day, or even when you're not actually running, but you're thinking about what your run's going to be, having this mindfulness of the bigger picture, as well as being extremely present from moment to moment and just running the mile that you're in or staying in the minute that you're in um, throughout your day, that gives a certain a certain kind of um, relief or it elevates how you perceive that action. So for example, sometimes when I'm just walking around the city, I stop and I drop my shoulders and I unfurl my brow and I think, you know, how can I be more present in this very moment and maybe enjoy something that I'm looking at or take a take a beautiful photo of something I see on the street because I want to enjoy the moment that I'm in. The same way when I'm in the middle of a 10-mile run and maybe I'm on like mile six and I still have four more miles to go, but I just try to go, wow, okay, I get to run right now. And this very moment where I'm taking a breath in and a breath out and I'm moving across the city and enjoying the city view, how can I enjoy it more? And it's that kind of staying present that I think makes me a better runner and makes me learn how to just kind of sit inside of it and uh, make it better. So yeah, the mindfulness is really big as well. Um, But the other thing is just straight up pain tolerance. And I I don't think that in yoga you ever want to be in like excruciating pain, but you do learn a certain kind of tolerance for a discomfort that is very unique. I know that like when for me, okay, my hardest pose was always pigeon. Pigeon always really, 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 really hurt. And if you know that pose, it's the one that's you have your your leg out and uh, your knees out and you're opening up your hips. And that pose just did not feel good for me. And I would always hope that it would be over sooner. And even though it's a very different action to be sitting there in pigeon pose as it is to be out there running on the track, there's a similar kind of just get through this hard moment and there's going to be a great sort of gratification for staying in it as long as you could until the very last minute. So yeah, there, I think that um, I always try to get through the pain um, in a way that's like light or transcend how I perceive the pain in my mind and um, turn it into something useful or uh, something that I can find some kind of a, I don't know, like a therapeutic relief or use it for good and use it to process things that I'm going through. So for example, during Pigeon, uh, our teachers in my in the class that I used to go to, we always used to get really emotional and talk about how Pigeon Pose is opening up your root chakra and this, uh, you know, might bring up a lot of trauma and just to sit inside of that and process it and let it out. And even there was a lot of encouraging of crying and stuff when we would be in pigeon pose, which sounds a little crazy, but honestly, it was so therapeutic. And I took that idea of learning how to process pain um, to running too. And I, I know that when I'm having a hard day and I feel like I'm really like going through a lot of 
sad stuff, which has been kind of a lot lately. I had to process a lot of things lately. Um, I use those really hard intervals to get the pain out. Like I use it um, as fuel, as motivation and a time to sit inside of that. Um, So yeah, actually, I mean, this is kind of weird, but I'm just thinking about how Back in the day, I'd be in pigeon pose and that would be when I would just be thinking about breakups or sad things in my life or stress about my job because back then I was still like a full-time model and it was really stressful. But now, um, when I, whenever I've been going through really hard things in my life, like really bad breakups or whatever, or like anything, my dad dying and all that, I got really good as a runner because I just was like craving the pain because it kind of I I associated that pain as a time to process. So I learned that processing pain thing in yoga, literally on the mat in pigeon pose. And now I use it when I'm running really hard and really fast. So thanks, yoga. Thanks for teaching me how to, to tolerate pain better. So yeah, diet, body awareness, stoicism, mindfulness, pain tolerance. These are all things that set the stage for making me a better runner as a yogi. And while I don't really get out on the mat as much as I used to, I still take all of these principles um, that I learned in the yoga room and apply them to my life today, as you can see. So I'm really grateful for that practice. And I feel like as as time goes on, I'm going to continue to take these things with me. And hopefully you got something out of this and you can apply it to your life. So yeah, thanks for tuning in. Until next time, just be fast. Just win.